This episode of Game Designers Workshop is sponsored by Arc Dream. Check out their Kickstarter for the new Delta Green, a uh, standalone horror role-playing game uh, based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft and uh, conspiracy theories, uh, UFOs, and uh, a lot more. It's a new edition for uh, a new world and uh, the Kickstarter has right now a lot of stretch goals going on for more source books, scenarios uh, written by uh, the Delta Green team, including Adam Scott Glancy, Dennis Detwiller, John Scott Tynes, and other writers like Greg Stolze and Kenneth Height. Uh, please check it out. Thanks. Enjoy the show. All right, Caleb. Uh, the Red Markets beta has been doing pretty well. I mean, it's getting a lot of feedback. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, if there was anything you could change about doing the beta, or anything like, or anything you could ask community, what would it be? Uh, uh, I really like it. I mean, all the careful consideration people are doing, and the the months of time they're they're putting into reading the two hundred plus pages of material yeah. is really worthwhile. I would really like if you could just like more get more people just to jump on like two to three months late so they could i mean really just the day before the deadline in december uh, i really like their more i I like improv consideration just like jazz don't even read it too close just shoot it out so for those people at home just wait until the last minute and send in all your feedback at once yeah yeah. and not use the survey (laughs) yeah okay yeah just Uh, yeah just freeform it maybe interpretive dance it and video record yourself i like i would like to uh you know use your movements to refine the mechanics uh so this has been the goofus uh school of game design (laughs) yeah uh uh, so in this episode we're gonna be talking about emergent frustrations uh and game designers workshop been a while caleb uh here so uh yeah this is uh G- game designers workshop episode nine emergent frustrations uh we're gonna be talking about the emerging frustrations of <laughs> running a long open beta of a role-playing game in this case red markets obviously so yes uh and i, I want to be clear uh, it is going very well and i am very thrilled with the comments so far uh it's just that it is funnier to name an emergent frustration it's also more educational because if you want to be a game designer too you don't want to hear about it went great for me and then just <laughs> moving on Right. You want to hear about you know the tougher stuff. Uh, so things are going really well. Uh, we 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 joke because we love. Um, right. But yeah, it's we've gotten a ton of downloads. Uh, we're getting a lot of people in, invested in feedback, and and, and stuff's going uh, great in terms of that. Um, there has not been a ton of pro- uh, progress on the book on my end um, due to some reasons we're going to talk about. Right, obviously here, and also job concerns. Right. Uh, so you know, got real life. Um, um, First off, we have a little bit of news. Yeah. Uh, so in other games uh, that RPBR has been cr- has created or helped create, uh, Base Raiders, uh, there's a new supplement now for Base Raiders, Avalon's Ideal. This is actually uh, something I commissioned a uh, writer to do. Uh, this is a super... Well, actually, he pitched me the idea. I was like, all right, that sounds good. So The uh, Empire grows. The Empire does grow. Yay! One PDF supplement at a time. You're like Terrence Howard. Yeah, Are no. you're going to be killing people to... <laughs> Wow. Maintain that, your dynasty. That, that escalated quickly. I've been uh, watching too much Empire. I'm you, sorry. You, you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, um, yeah, the Avalon's Ideal is a group of superheroes uh, that uh, they base themselves off the ideal and they want to live up to it. So they were like fanboys who decided, no, let's go be the next superheroes after that. Uh, after their suicide pact failed. So, uh, yeah, uh, something you can use <laughs> as rivals, as enemies, as allies. Uh, for your base raiders game, it'll be $199. Uh, so please check it out. Um, also, uh, you have some reminders about the Red Market's deadlines. Uh, yeah, so the deadline for playtest reports uh, is December. Um, if you turn them in after that, it's not as if I'm going to like burn them or anything. But at the same time, uh, it will be less than useful as I will be in hardcore revision mode. Uh, and I right. might revise what you playtest comment on or make it moot or decide I've worked too hard and it's too <laughs> late. Uh, you know, so please try and get that in before uh, December 20th or so. I believe that's what I put in the uh, 
Right. Basically, I, I, I need Christmas break because I don't have <laughs> to grade. You, you have, you're not a machine. You can't just... Yes. Uh, you actually have human weaknesses and foibles. Uh, so. Yeah, so I need to pour over yeah. them as I ignore my family. <laughs> All right. Uh, and in-laws. Uh, yes. So. Please, please get those to me in time so that I'm not forced into conversations uh, with... With various racist uncles. <laughs> uh, yes. So, Another fringe benefit of game design. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we talk about the uh, progress of Red Market so far. So this is our first... I mean, we had the two Gen Con episodes, but this is our first sort of normal episode after the uh, open beta has come out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. And this is September... What's the date again? Uh, 22. 22. Yes. We're dating these. As our continued mistake. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, there hasn't been a ton of progress on the book for um, playtest reasons, like game design reasons, because uh, you're really not supposed to tweak too hard when a bunch of people are playing it to see where it breaks. Uh, and then also my job started back up. So that is taking an enormous amount of time. Uh, as it usually does. Yeah. Um, but uh, good things, progress has been made. So uh, in the last episode, we talked about art problems because my gallbladder died and the money I'd been saving up to buy art went to saving my life, um, <laughs> which, you know, it was pretty good. Right. But due to a generous, uh, generous donor, extremely generous donor, our PPR fan, who I'm not going to name because I don't know if he's cool with it yet. Right. Uh, I would be happy to later. Um, we actually had we had a uh, angel investor, basically, who came on. And so we have uh, more art than we even had planned. So the Kickstarter trailer is going to look gorgeous. You're going to have a very clear idea of the aesthetic of the book and what it looks like as the Kickstarter launches. And um, I am waiting on tweaks on like three more pictures but then we have like 15 pieces of art to look show off nice, during the Kickstarter. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that's good. So yeah. in terms of the visuals of the Kickstarter, other than like the banner ads, that's done. Right. I uh, just got to slap them all into a trailer and stuff like that, which I will no doubt ask you to film for yeah. me for free. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Gen Con play test went super well. Yeah. Uh, I got great feedback from that uh, right as the beta went out. You know, pretty much the day after we were getting great feedback from people, uh, you know, really dedicated readers. And I'm just so impressed with you guys hacking through my unpolished prose that quickly. And then you guys did great at the actual game. Um, we had a lot of people at the table, uh, but I think it, it worked out. What was the largest group? Seven or eight? Yeah, players? like seven players. Yeah. It was. We had two characters that were the same pregen. Yeah, uh, it, we, <laughs> they were twins. Yeah, they were twins. Uh, but yeah, it, it went it went pretty well uh, for one group, and it didn't go very well for another group, and they played the exact same job. So I think that's a pretty it's good, a good sign. sign. Yeah, 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 for a randomized sort of roguelikey system. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so there there is progress being made. Not a ton of writing getting done, but you know, I am getting play test reports uh, and that is a form of, you know, necessary it's progress. progress. Yeah. And then uh, the art is looking pretty solid for a game that is not have the money to be published yet <laughs> uh so yeah uh but we are sort of in the beta doldrums uh the wind is not as full in our sails as it once was this because is the hump phase of the yeah project. this is oh this is one of many humps the grindstone yeah, yeah it's a big it's a big hump so. i mean this is a, this is a thing with uh every creative i think is that y you have that initial burst of excitement uh, as you're, you're like, oh my god, I'm going to do this, and then at the end you're like, oh, it's almost done. I just push it. But then there's that that middle where the 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 finish line is nowhere in sight. It seems like that way. It may be, but it seems like it. emotionally it's not. And a lot of projects die. I think most projects die at this phase is because they they everyone can. It's pretty easy to get past the beginning, but then like the work part of it comes to life <laughs> and the revision and, you know, writing is rewriting and, you know, game design is revising new game. I don't It's not re redesigning. I don't know what the, the word is. Well, yeah. Well, when discussing my process <laughs> uh, to sound like a total douche uh, for me, it's not really motivation. It's quite the right. reverse actually. So like, that does happen, but for me, that's the last 10,000 words. Okay. Like, the last 10,000 words of, no soul left behind d took as long as the, <laughs> the 75,000 words before that. Right. Like, right. Cause it, it's just like, you can see the finish line. There is no more surprise 
left because you you're planning that far ahead and it's just a matter of tap 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 tap. and that's when i just like run out of gas and that's when i hit the the wall for this i'm super excited to work on the book i desperately want to there's the day job stuff that makes it impossible right but the main thing making it impossible now is that i have a huge beta that's been downloaded over a hundred times and i'm hoping i get playtest reports for at least half of those people. Right. Uh, and that feedback could very well be completely useless if I spend the next right. four months twiddling with the game, which is the game didn't get to be 200 pages of playtest material without me constantly, I think, red markets on the brain all the time. Right. And I still do, but, like, it's it's agony at this point. I'm just, like, I constantly want to, like, Right. I mean, you there, you don't want to fork it, basically. Like, there's the the yeah. there's the the version of the game that's being tested right now, and then there would be the new internal version that no one is getting to look at because you're, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that that is, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, when but I did, but it's completely yeah. antithetical to what gets you to this point. Yeah. Like, the, the, what you need to do at that point is the complete reverse of everything that got you to this far, like five yeah. iterations in alpha and one in beta. And and this now, like, you know, don't touch it, don't tweak with it, don't mess with it yeah. in every spare hour, like, on the toilet, like, before you go to bed, <laughs> you know, like, at, at weird times. Uh, and it's it's just a difficult stage for me because I, yeah. I, get, I get itchy uh, about doing with it, um, which is not to say I haven't um, been doing stuff. Mm-hmm. on the book it's just i need to be very careful that the stuff i do is not involved in the current play test right and so it's not going to affect the iteration yeah and so that my revisions will be better and that's and that's the reason i'm doing it the reason i'm not touching the game is because i want it to be a better game right and i think the revisions will be stronger if i can incorporate them in like a large patch basically to use uh software terms right right that goes up at once rather than Tweak, right. tweak, 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 because then that's going to cause like cascading effects. Right. Um, but yeah, so what I've been doing since then is then I've been doing I've been working my pull quotes. So I no longer have the uh, the crate. I had a crate of books borrowed, stolen, uh, purchased and printed uh, that I was using for research for this. Right. Uh, and I, fi- I finally collated that into a single Word document of all the salient stuff I highlighted and marked out. So I no longer have to, like, lug a physical crate <laughs> of books with me. And uh, and I'm moving through the uh, bookmarks page for Red Markets on my right. computer. And so I'm not going to have to go to every individual URL. I just have a master document on, like, oh, I need a sidebar pull quote about the dangers of capitalism. Oh, I need uh, right. something oh, about really... uh, Elon Musk to <laughs> compare to this new uh, fake guy in the book. So right. I, I'm making like a master list so the writing will go faster and I'm not, you know, like... You're focusing on stuff that's not the game design itself. It's the style and yeah. the theme and the tone, I, and which I'm, is really important. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm trying to make it faster when I actually get to be able to write that yeah. stuff so that it's not it, – my you know, office doesn't look like I'm tracking a serial killer in a movie. <laughs> uh, you have the pin board with the yeah, string. Yeah, yeah. The, the red string everywhere. Oh, yeah. um, I've been do, revising the outline. So yeah. a lot of the stuff that it ended up being needed in the beta playtest – um, sort of just I was describing elsewhere in the setting material and I don't need to do that anymore so for instance I had setting descriptions of like the components of every job yeah uh, whereas I've already included that in the GM section as the components of every job so like I don't really need to recover that in the setting material so I've been revising and adding and taking stuff out and then um, I've been working on unfinished rules so like I added the interlude system so that's ready to oh, play yeah, test yeah, yeah. now uh, We've done that in the uh, later playtest during the campaign, right? We have not actually done it yet. Oh, not uh, the, well. Uh, like, are you talking about the rules for doing like role playing during the legs? Or yes, okay. yeah, we have. I not. thought we did. I thought we did that. Do I don't I, think so. No, oh, okay. Uh, we did another vignette, but we okay. we didn't do that. Um, right. So yeah, there's a random role for that, and you know, yeah. I've got that table built. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work yet or not, but I've been you know, and now I'm working on the the bigger uh the war rules like yeah mass combat rules stuff like that uh so i've been tweaking stuff that's not in the big book and then finishing the advice column for the gm stuff uh, yeah I, i'm not completely solidifying that because i want playtest 
material back. Well, but, yeah, clearly. But it wasn't written before, so I can do it now. Uh, what I can't do is go back and revise stuff that's already in there, including typos, which is because right. some people are <laughs> copy editing, which is like bite my lip so hard it bleeds once you find something to not do that. But oh, no, I know. It's yeah. just going to be a huge pain in the ass if people send me you know, inserted comments and now the page numbers don't line up. So, right. um, yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with that. It's just something I totally did not predict being a frustration or a problem when I started this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it just, I mean, it seems obvious. I could have told you I was going to do this. I, I would not have anticipated it being this much of like, right. A, <gasps> well, I mean, a part of that is that you're getting all this feedback now, and like people are playing it, and they're 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 experiencing a game that you're it, they're experiencing your game, but without you there, you 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 can't control their experience, you know? They're, yeah. They're, uh, which is how, and a lot of game designers can't parse that. You know, every time they're playing that game, it's their game. They're only at the table. It's you know. Uh, and and what I anticipated yeah. was like the typical game designer reaction you hear about which is like you're doing it wrong yeah and i have not gotten that at all it is very much i did it wrong let me go fix it right but i can't go do it yet. right like i'm very much straining against the leash at this point uh because if you're doing it wrong it's because i wrote it wrong right right uh and i'm realizing that but my mistakes are preserved at least until december right but i mean like <laughs> the thing is that instinct of you like oh you're doing it wrong or i i screwed something up when you're it's your own game like we're doing the playtest campaign you can change the rules right then and there yes because you're like oh that didn't work dude dude do, scratch 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 right 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 but when you hear somebody else do it, you're like well i can't do that now because i can't invalidate the entire beta for that one <laughs> fucking thing yes because otherwise you get like 30 reports back like you this is weird this is oh i already fixed that so just ignore that that old work you did was totally useless yeah uh and you don't have any version control or anything like yeah. that. So. And it's not as if changing one thing would ruin everything. But, I mean, yeah. it's an authentic slippery slope argument. I mean, yeah. If we want to talk about it, I did, I've did. i been tweaking it every day for three years. Up to this point. <laughs> so that's a pretty good streak of alcoholism. And so, like, <laughs> changing one thing that's wrong, and there's way more than one thing wrong, just like there's more than one drink in the world, yeah. is, is going to have a cascading effect. Uh, <laughs> and if I do one, I might do another and another and another. Yeah. Because that's it. I've I've literally trained and Pavlov myself to constantly be, yeah, you know, fuckling with the game and like <laughs> I can't do that and it's ugh, it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. So that's why there's not been a ton of progress uh, in terms of like right. new pages written. Uh, I mean, you specifically designed it this way. You just didn't realize the toll. It yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't realize it was gonna suck so bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's other stuff that like has been like great, like uh, Greg Bennett and Ethan and the group uh, doing the Reformers campaign, and they're up on the forums right now. Yeah, uh, there's it, several groups on the forums, and it's so fantastic. Yeah, it's if you go, so great to read. Uh, I'll I'll post some of the links uh, in the show notes, but yeah, there are multiple on the RPPR forums. There are multiple people groups posting their stories their characters their after play reports mm -hmm. uh with maps and like here we're going oh, it's here so cool it's everything yeah. i want on clay generation yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's pretty amazing yeah which when you talk about motivation yeah uh if i was a less neurotic person i could totally see uh this killing a project like when you do a homebrew system and then you release it to people and they start actually having fun with it yeah and like you start seeing that fun online i could totally see be like well that's enough affirmation for me right and then letting it shut down when you get to like it the, doesn't yeah people, i gotta yeah. register a domain name kind of like level yeah, yeah. crap like and so yeah uh, i mean that's not gonna happen but yeah it is totally like you know, fist pumping up in the air kind of stuff when I see people like writing in character voices or having oh, yeah. stuff out and stuff like that. Like everything I want out of the game. But yeah. uh, audio feedback's also great. So I'm like hearing people playing and hearing people have fun at the table and like cool stuff. And like the audio feedback when they like record making characters as Greg and them did and record their enclave generation and then like immediately respond to it at the table. I mean, they're so much more effusive about what they like. Uh, they're so much more specific and like natural because they're with their friends when they're talking about their critical. And there's just so much more to work with than there is when people write a uh, questionnaire review. Uh, but at the same time, like 
as opposed to a questionnaire, when they give you that audio stuff, I'm not going to yeah. like let it sit there. And that's an enormous amount of work yeah. to like listen to. How all many those. hours of material have you gotten? To? At this point, we're like. 12 or 15 yeah and like it, it's not just listening you have to pay attention like yeah yeah and, and that's the thing it's not an ap that you listen to like on our because we want to hear you know me make a dick joke and aaron make a bad choice like it's <laughs> it, it's uh don't worry he won't listen to this <laughs> well i mean that's that's what we listen for it's yeah. it's where the plot comes from you yeah. know no i meant aaron won't listen to this yeah episode. he's the wild card yeah. uh it's not a bad thing wild card bitches yeah, yeah. um but it's not it's not an entertainment value. I do get entertained by it, but like I right. have a notepad. I am like, what did they say there? Why yeah. did they roll? They shouldn't have rolled there. Why didn't they roll there? Yeah. And then like I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, and and that kind of stuff. So like it's kind of nerve-wracking to do that while I'm like in the car, which is yeah. the only time of the day I have to listen to link the audio. Yeah. Uh, I have pulled over on numerous occasions <laughs> <laughs> to scribble angrily in a notebook so I don't wreck on a back Ozarks road when I come up with something <laughs> that I don't want to forget. So like, uh, yeah, so it, I mean, that's that's more labor intensive than I thought it would be, but it's also the, the best feedback I've gotten yeah. this far. Uh, so, you know, audio feedback was not something I anticipated, but it is kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think... Uh, well, one thing you, you, you know, you're mentioning, you're talking, yeah, managing the community in terms of these resources also seem to be, uh, a, you know, like getting these reports is one thing. Um, but I think, you, you know, when you're talking earlier about doing our show notes, you're also worried about how now, even once this playtest is done at December 20th, that you're going to have this, you're worried about this problem of the game changing because people are, because they are having fun. They yeah. are, and so you know, a, a lesser design be like, oh, well, they're having fun. Get done, i.e., the Palladium School of Design. Uh, but you, you, I've yeah, but I yeah. have seen you and Tom's yeah. love of riffs, <laughs> so I, I very clearly know that a game can be completely goddamn broken. Yeah, and depending on like your nostalgic ability or yeah. like your relationship with the author, like if you guys are friends with me, like yeah, my yeah, dad yeah. and people I've met at Gen Con, I completely understand you can't have fun with something that shouldn't work right right you can have fun uh, with things that are not well designed yeah and i and i don't think the game is anywhere near riffs in terms right. of broken but no, no, no. but at the same time like yeah it's a very thrilling response i'm psyched to have it i don't want to do a single thing to discourage it and i'm not right but at the same time there's and we talked about this there's two main concerns i see with the investment of people having on the forums uh the one thing i worry about is like some of you are writing absolutely fantastic in character stuff to the point where I think one of the stretch goals for the Kickstarter needs to be a dedicated forum for red markets, which yeah. is split into a let's talk about the game as people and then let's be takers in character. Because I love watching you guys like full after action reports of taker oh, yeah, stuff yeah, definitely. as if they would be online in character. And I also want to see you tweet as your characters and like meme as your characters and you know, all, all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. And you had the idea for the audio thing, which you should bring up. Yeah. Uh, so like that, we'll get to that later. But like anyway, there was like, a lot of great ideas of things I need to do to add to the setting now and make it a better product. Um, but the dangers of that investment is like people are investing a lot of time and I'm so thrilled about it, but they're investing about a game that's going to fundamentally change. Yeah. Like it's not like I'm going to be brand new night dice system. I don't think, but a lot of stuff about it's going to change yeah. after a big open beta play test. And I can tell that already. And I don't, like, like fundamental things like endurance and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't, and we're gonna get to that. But like, I don't, I don't want to have an addition war before there's an addition. Right. You know? Right. Like, and you know, I, I worry that like I'm gonna change stuff that like your group has grown to love. Right. And like that's a lot of fear. I don't know how realistic of a fear it is because I'm new to this. But well, I think the thing that I mentioned is that it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to you know like <laughs> get you even more neurotic about it. <laughs> uh, but it is because you can see this happen in video games, especially. You're kind of doing an early access sort of thing, like yeah. Steam does with their games. Uh, and Only I didn't charge you money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but there's a video game right now called Darkest Dungeons, which you and I have both played. We've talked about it on the main podcast. Yeah. it's a Lovecraftian dungeon crawling XCOM kind of. It's a great game. game. Yeah, it's a great game. But they've recently added two changes to make it more difficult. One is that your characters can, if they, if you. Previously, when your character went insane, you know, they got some sort of negative mental condition, but they could keep on dungeon crawling. But if they have 
But now, if their their insanity goes on too long for too much, they can get heart attacks and die if they stay in the dungeon. So it's like, you know, you cannot. There is an absolute limit on how long you can keep that one character in a dungeon. The other thing is that it, when enemies die, now they leave corpses behind, which retain their position in ranks. Which means you kill that big beefy guy up front, his corpse is guarding the wizard, evil wizard behind him, is, and so you have to hack your way through the corpse to get it. These fundamentally change the way the game is played. Yeah, that last one, like, is the most fundamental strategy change I can imagine. Like, you yeah. told me about that because I haven't been on in a while. Yeah. That just blows my mind because, like, first off, that's the most innovative mechanic I thought the game had in yeah. that, that it was like the... Uh, kindergarten going on a bathroom break school of right. tactical warfare it was everything about who was in the front of the line yeah managing your <laughs> and managing about and managing the order of the enemies in the line right like man that's a fundamental change and it, it's apparently pretty controversial right like well the 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 thing is it became so controversial that the game developers have added new options to the menu to make those two features optional so yes. you can toggle them on or off, like Iron Man mode in XCOM or something like that. Uh, and so if you don't like it, you can keep it the old way. Or if you want to try a new challenge mode, you can try it that way. And so that's the thing. Like, that's how they're keeping both factions. The people who complain that Arcus Dungeons is too easy and the yeah. two of those who complain that it's too hard. So that's how they're balancing it out. But that's so with you, you can't you could make certain rules if they prove to be controversial optional. Uh, but yeah, but I have a limited, I have a limited ability to do that because yeah. the game can, the book can only be a finite number of pages. Well, I mean, you know? the program size is only, they only, have, they can only program for so long in there, but it's like the video games are fundamentally different because they put all that stuff in a black box. All the rules are behind a thing. Yeah. If you make rule, certain rules optional, GMs get, you know, they can only manage so many rules. I will not make champions. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I really don't yeah. want it to be. If it's that long, I want it to be setting. You don't want to have to have that like, much. Or GURPS. Like, that's, yeah. GURPS is the real example of that because you're like, oh, this encumbrance or mass combat or, you know, social structures or magic. They can all, they're all optional modules you can put into GURPS or not. So, yeah, I'm already seeing some variant rule sets I'm going to have to put in there. Uh, uh, but yeah, I really don't want to start addition wars because I can only do that so much. Right. Uh, and then the second concern with all this player engagement, uh, which are good problems to have, I want to reiterate as much yeah. as possible. It's the kind of problem I want to solve, not like everybody <laughs> hates it. Uh, it's awesome. But the second one I'm concerned about is like there's so much engagement on the forums. Like the the amount of material I've gotten on the forums with people like engaging with their fellow players and like planning their campaigns, which is absolutely fantastic and somewhat informative for me to see dwarfs by an order of magnitude, the amount of like questionnaires and direct rules feedback I've gotten, uh, which is uh, more useful to you. Well, it has, it, it's not like the other stuff isn't useful, but like, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of utility when you're talking about your character's backstory other than make me go squee, it's working, like, right, right. which is useful to me. But at the same time, it doesn't fix any rules issues. Right. Uh, so like I, I, I have faith that uh, which you guys made me say I had faith. So <laughs> achievement unlocked. <laughs> that was hardcore nightmare. All these years have paid off. Yeah, har hardcore nightmare difficulty. But I have faith. I pull that the mask off. I'm really Pope Francis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the long con. Yeah, the long. <laughs> I have, uh, I have uh, faith that I will be getting those playtest reports from the GMs and the players, and they are just waiting till they've had a more long term experience because they're doing the campaign play models. Yeah, and that's what I said for it to do. But like, it's hard not to get nervous. I'm like, oh my god, what if they don't? Right. Email me, <laughs> like, like send yeah. in the questionnaire <laughs> when you're ready. Yeah. Uh, I, I can, I can handle Do some. It. I can handle some twitchiness. You don't yeah. have to send it in immediately. I want you to send it in when you're ready to send it in. No, feel anxious about but, it. Feel, uh, feel one tenth of Caleb's anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling both those concerns are probably just like nitpicky first timer concerns, uh, or at least I hope they are. Uh, but you know, I, I can't. I can't deny that there might be some right. merit to being worried about it. Well, one thing I've learned, uh, you know, having RPPR and having all the listeners, that when you ask, they're, 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 this is what they call in marketing a call to action, you know. Uh, you're calling for them to do a thing. And some calls to action are inherently easier 
to get than others. If it's easy and if it's fun for the person, then they'll do it. Uh, they're, they're more likely to do it. So, like, retweet this link or share this or like this on Facebook. Well, that's pretty easy. But, like, fill in a questionnaire that, that requires you to think critically and, like, evaluate this text and... Uh, that's going to have a lower... And then, like, re- re- writing a character backstory. Oh, man, this is cool. It's fun. I like doing that. Uh, versus, again, evaluating rules and game mechanics and, like, thinking of, sitting down and thinking about that. It's like, well, do I want to write this cool short story or do I want to write a book report, you know? And that's kind of the thing that... And so you're going to get different engagement rates in that. So, uh, I mean, in terms of get, encouraging that feedback more, you'll be like, oh, you can get another AP if you, you send in your uh, questionnaire or something like that. Yeah. So... Um, and, and like I said, like it, it we'll have a RPPRGDW in between yeah. now and Christmas. Like, yeah. So uh, if it's coming to be an issue, that could be something we maybe incentivize more. But like, yeah. Uh, at the same time, I, I I do have genuine faith that you wouldn't put this much into it because the game right. is not perfect, and I know UGMs are working hard to keep it moving down the road <laughs> keep old bessie in oil uh but uh you know i i, I have faith that, that that's going to come in and people are just taking their time with it and being thoughtful yeah uh but yeah it is it is a concern and i think it could happen yeah. and i think maybe it has happened to some games though i don't know uh but like uh the D cycle you know if you didn't have a huge company like that you know think of all the people who play tested D. they got a right. heck of a big game out of it right uh and i, I am not comparing myself to D, but like you know if they're having fun if they're doing this much right. on the forums and they like it so much for they have the book already like yeah. <laughs> why tell me anything right you know and that's that's the you know keep you up at night 1 a.m stare <laughs> at the stealing question uh yeah so um but uh, for all the immersion frustrations, uh, I am yeah. hearing some stuff. So I am getting playtest reports back. Uh, the first thing people ask about how the Gen Con playtests were, uh, this was probably the most frustrating and terrifying thing so far. So we were doing the second night with the seven-player game. Yeah. I don't remember. It was Gen Con. I was drunk for most of it. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> and exhausted, too. Yeah, drunk and exhausted. I don't remember exactly who said it, but someone said that endurance was too crunchy. And then somebody else chimed in is like, yeah, and, like, Ration's already doing that. And I don't know if it was somebody, a third person or me, it was just like, oh, yeah, and it's kind of functionally useless when you could just do Ration to boost your athletics check and you don't need endurance at all and therefore you don't need any drive stats at all and I could just totally simplify the character sheet and holy shit, I just released the beta and then I just, like, <laughs> turned into a crying mess. I, I was super depressed that night because I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, because uh, that's a pretty significant change if it works now i don't know if that's a thing that's going to happen or not because like maybe rations bleed out too hard maybe that and i don't want people to test it because like right i i'm gonna figure it out like i i but you know it is it is a valid concern that came up with the beta and like it was literally the day after i released it like <laughs> uh the first play test day one play test one of, of giving it to people it was like oh jesus what yeah. have i done um so that's something to be concerned um there's some emergent play i'm gonna have to incorporate in it so jace's uh play mats which is a really oh, cool yeah. idea uh i'll see if i can get, i'll use that as the photo for the uh episode yeah uh for, yeah for the those of you who haven't seen it yet um, Red Markets, well, Red Markets in general, if you haven't read the beta yet, uh, I'm sure a lot of you haven't yet, uh, that there's a lot of uh, tracking of uh, resources yeah. resources that change dramatically during a game cycle. And Like in the single session, you like spend ammo and then reload your gun using your haul, which is, rep- is kind of like preparedness mm. in a gumshoe game where you can use it to refi- uh, refill any one item. And so it's sort of Schrodinger's kind of uh, yeah, and you have ten, yeah. you have ten or five of everything, right? And plus, it, you have you do not have to track individual rounds in a gun. I right. want to be very clear about that. But uh, so there's they all lot, have, yeah, they right. all have mechanical bonuses. So you have like f- five or six different things that can have up to ten charges each that you spend and then refill during one game. Uh, and so instead of constantly erasing on your character sheet, uh, someone came up with the idea of just putting like 
putting a piece of paper like here are gun charges, here are things, and then using tokens or coins or whatever to fill them and reload them. What sold me then, other than the fact that like it looked yeah. cool and they seem to be using it and enjoying it, and some people have used it and not enjoyed it, which is fine because it can totally be optional. But what struck me about it is they were literally using coins. I'm just like, holy shit! Like poker thematically, chips, yeah. yeah, it's thematically appropriate. It's gonna be more tactile. It's gonna get more people who wouldn't like the game yeah. liking the game because they don't have to do the erasing thing on their character sheets. Oh, it's such a great idea that I didn't have. So that's something that we will definitely have to implement in some form as like a backer reward or as like a scan and laminate thing in the back of the book or something. Right. Uh, so, PDF handout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, there's like really good emergent play stuff in that regard. Uh, also regarding that, um, somebody on the forum has put up uh, prosthetic limb rules as charges. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I... I I was worried about that because it is near future. There are drones. I'm extrapolating right. from a lot of existing shots. I worried if I went into cyber limbs, we would just be full blown shadow run of the zombies. Right. But like the more you research the stuff going on in prosthetics nowadays, we're like a year or two away. <laughs> like the shit, like they're in grafting wires into your nerves and your pec. You can see through cameras. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, see through cameras, body hacking stuff. So I'm going to need to add that to the gear list because it's just too cool. And then I thematically appropriate. I offhandedly mentioned that to one of the artists and we immediately got like the next day I got Furious, the sketch maybe. for like <laughs> badass fuck you ableist takers that are like making do with cyberware. And then it's just so cool because like my leg needs batteries. Yeah. Like, you know, my arm needs fucking upkeep now. And like, it's just another thing to drain you, but it makes you more effective because I can crush zombies with my hand. Like, because right. I took the governor off my strength thing. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I put exhaust on my arm to make it louder, you know, blinged it out with flames. Like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. That's cool. So uh, uh, something I'm going to have to figure out in the gear rules and add to it because it's just... Too cool of an idea to pass One out. One question. Um, do you actually have rules about, like, severing limbs to prevent infection? I have to have them now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's the kind of thing. Like, if I'm changing stuff and tweaking, that would be, like, one of those cascading effects. So, yeah. like, oh, now I so let's say I add in the prosthetic limbs things before December. Oh, well, now I need rules about severing limbs to prevent infection so you can, like, another risk-reward kind yeah. of thing for blood tests. Okay, so now I've got all these limb infection rules related to your hit points. So that's going to change how damage works in combat. And and next thing you know, when you get your playtest report in, I'm four iterations beyond it, but I've still only tested those iterations with the guys who have to see me every week and yeah. are concerned about not pissing me off because <laughs> they have to sit with me for four hours. Uh, right, and, right. And that's bad feedback. So, um, yeah, those are emergent play things we'll have to touch. Uh, there have been some confusion things. So, like, uh, there's some confusion on negotiation. More people are getting it than I thought would because it is kind of new. Uh, and I, I am getting some positive feedback about how I wrote it, but it's not perfect. Right. And it wasn't going to be because it's the I, weirdest mechanic in the game. I did read a good thing point from somebody I think was on the forum talking about how in negotiation you either lose money or you make a buttload of money. Like the way the uh, the st like between hazard and the next thing up, like it means a huge amount of money difference. So like it's all or nothing so like uh i'm actually gonna probably make expenses last okay and 100 percent markup before expenses because the most you can jump on 100 markup is 40 bounty right if you've already jumped it up to a, a little more than 40 bounty if you've already jumped up the equilibrium and your breakpoint mm -hmm. whereas on expenses if you guys are all kitted out in cyber limbs and drunkies, <laughs> you can jump up a huge amount of money uh, and you're literally guaranteed profit at expenses. Right. So that should be the final thing. So yeah. I think I'm going to switch that. Uh, I need to clarify how leadership resolves if the dice don't meet. Uh, which I, I had figured out. I just didn't write down. Um, yeah. So that's, that's other stuff like that. Um, 
So there's some confusion in the negotiation. I do want to, uh, sorry, I do want to go back. The, the oh, you, you takers with your cyber limbs and donkeys, that's the best sort of get off my lawn kind of insult <laughs> like an older taker could do to someone like, you damn youngins with your cyber limbs and your drones and your ubiquitous. Ah, that, yeah. that was the picture yeah. uh, that the artist sent in. She sent in an old taker in yeah. a wheelchair. With a uh, drafting arm <laughs> that had instead of like a you know uh, <laughs> what are they instead of a protractor on it it had a sniper rifle hooked to it to his wheelchair nice. so like he would just like sit in his wheelchair and blow zombies away uh, and I'm just like oh god that guy's awesome like yeah yeah I want him to guard the gate in an enclave like that's Steve yeah just up there on the wall you know. Bring him a Slim Jim if you want you let him, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's great stuff. Um, tough spots are, are going to be difficult. Uh, yeah. not, people aren't grasping them too well. I put in uh, the examples aren't example enough. You need more. Uh, I don't know if I need more. If I don't know, I don't know if I need to figure out something else. So, like, I like tough spots. I like what they give the yeah. GM. But the main reason they're in there is because, like, when I ditched the background slash class system, right, you needed something. I needed something to represent latents and immunes, and I needed something to represent immunes. And other than that, they don't have a lot of setting use other than being like a personal handle for your character. Right. So like, I don't know how to do that. Maybe I need to make it like Dungeon World, where you can be human, or you can be latent, or you can be immune, and check the box. Or I don't. I, that's something we're gonna have to. Experiment I, I with. would boil down like my first instinct would be like. You would have, you know, latent and then immune. They're fine the way they are. Uh, they're, they're, uh, but for the others, you would come up with a list of all the possible game mechanic benefits. It would be like bonus to skill under this circumstance, bonus to this under this circumstance, or just a flat-out bonus in this way. Then choose one of these disadvantages in game mechanic-wise. Like a faction hates you, uh, or you have a penalty to Maybe certain- a D10 black and a D10 red. You can yeah. randomly roll. Yeah, you can um, randomly roll, but yeah. like that would, that, yeah, that would be the idea. Is like list all the possible benefits you could get out of them in sort of a generic template form. Mm-hmm. So like, what are these? Possi- and then describe your story. Yeah, so it's like a feat this. generator for like a so, yeah. yeah a feat generator, but approach it backwards. Like yeah. it does this numbers. Yeah, make it fit in the fiction. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's yeah. There'd be no setting stuff. You would have to come up with an explanation of why you have a bonus to uh, self control and a penalty. Two firearms. And you know? latent could be 1-1, one, one, and then immune could be 10 tens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Crit that, fail, that, crit success. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they are set off to the side. And obviously you can choose and set up rolling if you yeah. want to. Yeah. Uh, but that that's my... That's a better idea than I had. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. You just heard game design lie. <laughs> Real game design now. Hot, hot, hot designer action. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, which basically comes in, oh, give it a shot. <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, so, yeah, that's something we're going to have to mess with. Uh, there's little accounting things like gear tweaks. Yeah. Uh, some A few things people have noticed about high stakes hall. Uh, not high stakes hall, about... Um, we didn't use those in our playtest. Complicated hall, like yeah. where you're tracking every little thing, like about how like I it's can complicated. put about how I can put three people on a motorcycle or one person in a crossbow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like jump wizard level yeah. mechanical things. I, I am the moon, uh, and then um, <laughs> yeah, I am the moon. Uh, like and then and then basic uh, accounting stuff, like not subdividing incidentals. Sure. So like. Uh, I see no reason now, other than I had another column on the on the character sheet to have uh, separated health and humanity healing because mm-hmm. you could all just put it into healthcare. Yeah, uh, and that would make the no bu- no budget no buy rules less uh, less cumbersome on people. So yeah. ways I can simplify accounting while still making it an essential part of the game and, 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 you know, planning your finances and stuff like that. And then finally, the biggest thing, which you were going to cackle with Glee because you've said <laughs> it since like episode two, um, everyone wants to default. Like everyone wants to yeah. default. Like yeah. every single one wants to default. Yeah. 
Uh, people can hold the door closed even if they haven't been I, trained. I, in okay, door. look, I'm gonna, I am not gonna cave entirely on this. All right, <laughs> they can do it at a penalty if they've had their door holding. I, okay, class. look, I'm not gonna cave on this. So, look, here's the thing: if you, if you are not, if you are capable of punching someone so hard their head falls off, yeah. if they're a zombie and you have to kill them and they don't go unconscious, yeah. Then you have one and unarmed. If you could even do that accidentally, you're yeah. probably okay in a fight, even being completely untrained. So if you could just maybe just wild swing and hope to punch someone so hard it literally yeah. destroys their brain, you get one and unarmed. If you're a normal person, I don't care how much like Tybo you did, don't roll for it. Like, it's not interesting. Find another way out of that situation. Okay? Roll athletics. Do something like that. Uh, I, I don't... I. That's the thing. Like, if if yeah. if you cannot... If you can accidentally do it, you have a one in it. If there's... If you're not going to accidentally do it, don't roll for it. Uh, and, and I find many people are doing roll to hold door open, as right. I'm seeing well, that's in some resistance. of those things. Like, no, no. Like, okay. I'm leaving the enclave. Yeah, yeah. It's a bright, sunny day. Right. Tiny Tim's walking down the street and he's been healed. And say, lovely day out in the loss, governor. Right. And you're like, oh, I failed door hole open. I am trapped in my house. Like, there are literally roles that, like, have no interesting fail point. Well, well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, Johnny, you know, scientist guy is chased into a house by zombies without the resistance uh, skill. He has no... The zombies will always get in. He can never hold the door. So from, he should run. Like, right. like... Well, but like that's, I should hold yeah. the door. Well, it, I'm a big fat guy. I have one right. or two in resistance. I got zilch in athletics, and so I know that I'm not going to just give it a shot. I'm going to find a different situation. I feel like that's how people should be playing the play. But here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. I will admit. Okay. I think there is a first mover advantage. Yeah. To use economic turns yeah. in defaulting, because yeah. the RPG as technology has had defaulting for many times. Yes. I'm not sure it's absolutely effective as a game design tool, and I'm not sure it's optimal. Right. Uh, but I will admit that it is something that people expect because it's been there before. Yeah. Um, so I might need to do something about that. Yeah. I don't know what I can do without breaking the dice mechanic. What if uh, they have a penalty through the roll, like a negative two to their black die? Yeah, but then we're doing like plus minus up down calculus. Like that's more math, and I really dislike instead of that a kind plus of... two to their roll or a plus the, one. The best one, the yeah. one that's I'm leaning towards trying first yeah. is. Uh, Maybe keeping skill points the same and adding some more pill points or reducing the number of skill points you get for build and giving people plus ones in certain skills. Uh, like everyone gets one in athletics, everyone gets one in may, unarmed, everyone gets one in, you know, that foresight and self-control. Well, and sensitivity. Because, yeah, and stuff you yeah. can't stuff you can't possibly yeah. go without. Right. Um, so uh, I have I'm considering that we'll try that first okay. when we redo character creation. But like uh and then we'll move on to defaulting and stuff sure. like that. But like you you do have a forty five percent chance to just flat out roll and get it with right. the black red dice, uh if you're on a dice generator, not with actually black and red dice because they're terribly weighted. Uh, but well, you know, random.org. <laughs> yeah. You can't trust random.org. You yeah. can't trust we can trust random.org, okay. and I'm also getting that in the feedbacks. But yeah. Um so yeah, uh, uh, it's a forty-five percent chance. That's better. You're going to get in Call of Cthulhu when you actually spent points in that skill. True, and it is a horror game. So I don't want it to be that like. Sure. Oh well, no, I haven't worked out a day in my life, but I'm holding back the sword of zombies. Yeah. Look at me go, guys! Like, uh, and I don't want that, uh, or I don't want it to be fucking stupid in the narrative. And right. so the market has to be like, all right, roll again. Yeah. All right, roll again. Right. Please fail this because it's stupid that you're not failing this, uh, and I don't want that like, you know circle of you know idiocy so i have to figure out something to do but i i I, while i'm not convinced it has to be there for any reason other than it's been there before this is the hill it is something that uh has been there before it is something that consumers expect so i will concede at that much um and that's all you're getting so deal with it why are you yeah yeah you knew you'd giggle you bastard this has been worth it just for that. <laughs> and then there's some concern about damage variance. Like, yeah, uh, they don't like the one roll because it's leading to they think it's leading to uh, too many taker hits to the legs of sure. mercenaries and then too many 
uh, NPC hits of low damage to vital stuff. Sure. Uh, the I know what the alternative is, which is the headshot problem. Right. But they're arguing for uh, separate rolls. For damage. Uh, for damage, which I'm okay with as a variant. Yeah. I, I like I can put that in a sidebar. Just, sure. Because like that's again first mover, first mover right, right. Uh, advantage. That's what everyone's done before. I I just kind of want the game to work faster than that. Right. But you know if you want to tack that on and have more dangerous advantage, yeah, you're the one who gets to get enjoy the ten ten damage right. roll to your head. Right. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I think I make a new character. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but I'm pr- totally fine with that. So uh, a lot of stuff I'm thinking about doing. I don't know how I'm going to change it yet. I'm just kind of spiffing my ideas. And then God knows what I'm going to get in those other reports. Because, like, according to the forums, there's dozens of reports from other groups I'm still, yeah. you know, waiting on. So, uh, you know, some things I've been thinking about, because I've also been thinking about, like, the campaign that I want to run uh, probably next year, uh, the, the setting the bust cycle. Uh, and that one thing is talking about the negotiations and clients like uh, are I can't remember in the rules if there are anything about like clients having a fixed budget like no matter how well you roll in the negotiations they can only give you X amount of money Uh, that's Kind of in scores, okay. Not so much in contracts. Okay. Uh, so in scores, you have wholesalers. Yeah. Wholesalers only have so much before they're not making a profit anymore, okay. and then they have no reason to deal with you at all. Okay. Uh, so if you find the the you know RPG seller of the lost, the right. the the Amazon of the lost, uh, the DTRPG survivor edition. I thought you meant rocket propelled grenades. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, then he he can only buy books on so many for the dollar, sure, and still like make his distribution costs. And so that that just stays fixed. You can you can change the equilibrium however much you want at that point. And then you're just making him more money because he's still got to pay his workers and stuff. Uh, so there is a point where you need to drive him up as high as he can right. go. But he will have – you can't go over when scores. Because I think it could be – well, and also the other thing would also be about clients welching on their bills. You know, Because uh, one of the things I – one of the tumblers I follow is Clients from Hell which is graphic designers talking about horror stories about terrible clients. Which is the best story ad yeah. nauseum yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them are like, this bill was months later. They didn't pay on time. And having to hound them, so that would be something else, is like having to get your money, you know, actually from the client, which I know that's, for the base game, you know, you don't have to worry about that, but that could be a good for a bus thing where it's not so much less zombies and more like, chasing after asshole clients yeah you know, that kind of thing uh and that's that's part of the rules i'm working on now so i'm working on um other revenue streams is the name of yeah. the section of the book so it's like investments so speculation so basically you you put some bounty in a in a hole and then you see if it comes back out again by gambling yeah. it uh or you know the revenue kind of streams that we tried out in like a with your guys uh doll business yeah <laughs> uh and you know that kind of stuff um so there is a section on that called pro bono where like i want to do a job for free or i have to do a job for free and how do we do that without killing everyone in the party right because uh, they don't have you know enough to survive right. so um yeah so i'm working on that kind of stuff too well i mean that would, yeah adding more uncertainty to the clients because i think certainly in some economies you would just like you take the jobs with the the worst faction because they're the ones who you you know they'll pay their bills. You know, like the good guys, like they want they'll they'll they say they can pay you, but maybe they have a revenue shortage or the budget gets changed or something like that. Or I can go to research for contracts yeah. or like so our researcher wholesalers like are, yeah. So this guy can pay you the most, but he's also got the skeeziest record. Like, right. Our he this person yeah. pays legit, but they're you know not a businessman because they are legit <laughs> right uh so that kind of stuff um okay so yeah thanks um, for the future yeah so things for the future speaking of uh i need to try to get back to writing seriously and yeah. especially in the setting stuff that's mainly difficult not because of the beta now because there's a whole bunch of setting material i'm chomping at the bit to get to it's the day job yeah uh and then we need to make a kickstarter trailer text and reward tiers that kind of stuff uh, and but before we can do that, uh, there's some HR problems. So while the art is better than I ever anticipated being, thanks to you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you so much, donor. Um, 
I don't have a very deep stable. And even amongst those, you know, good artists who were kind enough to work with me, we lost one yeah. due to this kind of stuff. So um, I'm very thrilled with the art I get them now. But like the book's going to take forever with the number of artists I currently have working on. So you need to find. So more. I need to find people of commiserate style because I don't want it to be like wackety smackety do this one's anime this one's photorealistic right um and then i need to find people of rates i could have possibly afford to pay right um and then one last thing i'm gonna have to fork over out of pocket before the kickstarter is i need to get a uh, sample chapter from whomever i'm gonna get to do graphic design uh with like typical features for you know, every chapter in the book. So like sidebars art and I have 15 pieces of art now. So even if we change the art later, we can do something that looks legit and kind of get the design of the book down a, so I can kind of see how it looks and show that people off to Kickstarters, like yeah. how the actual book's going to look in organization wise, even though it's just like 10 pages or so. And then B, so I can factor in, all right, these 10 pages cover this much text in my book. So if this is the entire book and we assume a standard, you know, rate of conversion, how many pages is this bastard going to be if we include these <laughs> chapters? How many pages if we include these chapters? How many that? And then I can kind of figure out minimum viable project, uh, DTRPG rates, right. uh, DTRPG rates for cover, for color, for hardback color, right. for, you know, and where those stretch goals need to be. So uh, that's the last upfront cost I really need to figure out how to pay is that graphic artist and you know get them committed to do yeah. more of it because uh, then once i have that even if i don't get the setting stuff and all the rules stuff finished before the kickstarter i can at least budget it out yeah and you know get a number of what it's actually going to take to publish the book cut that in half then cut it in half and again and then make an actual goal <laughs> uh so that'll be the kickstarter episode but yeah uh, that's where we're future. at now in the future yeah yeah so. uh yeah uh, yeah this is it's been very exciting uh we finished oh by the way we also finished up well we're almost done with the red markets campaign in terms of the first yeah. stage we've uh there's we're at the Joel stage for the majority of the group. So uh, the just one last Kowloon did his Mr. Joel. Yes. What happened, though? Ooh. We don't know yet. Uh, but the uh, the remaining characters, uh, of which who you don't know how many there are, uh, will try and do one, just one last score. And I'll make a new character to be like, hey, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and that'll be probably the last uh, game for this iteration. Yeah. Uh, anything else we do after that, which I hope we continue doing it. I hope we get yeah. time to run games again. Um, we'll be in-house. I'm not writing new rules, but I'm tweaking to see how they right. might be. So what happens if we eliminate endurance? What happens if we default? What happens if we do this? <laughs> it's terrible. Everything's on fire. Flip the tape. Yeah. How do the war rules work? Let's try that as a one yeah, shot yeah, so we don't wipe combat. out the campaign. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely the mass combat stuff I'm very interested uh, in trying out because uh, scratching that itch I had with that Fallout game that I tried to run. You know, yeah. Building factions, con basically playing Civilization or something like that, but in an mm -hmm. RPG form. So uh, You had a great idea for the audio stuff uh yeah that uh, i i'm super excited about but. uh and this will be totally promotional and not be part like well at least the first one will just be like a project for fun and yeah. like uh, i kind of want to get everybody involved with rpp on that so uh recently i was looking at the subreddit for vaporwave uh uh weird yeah you know right and looking in their top section he's looking at it now too yeah he has been uh, the entire time vaporwave <laughs> Uh, they one of the things one guy actually made a vaporwave mix that was done as a radio show, uh, and then somebody played a, showed a clip of him playing that mix while he was playing GTA Vice City, uh, which was super vaporwavy and <laughs> amazing. Uh, and I'm like, holy crap, we we could to I could totally do that, or we could totally do that because we could obviously record the radio segments like we're doing now, and then there is a a, a lot of Creative Commons music out there that. That is licensed to allow people to adapt it, to remix it, to put it in other things. And that is available as a free or cheap download. 
And so I've started working on that. And I, th- I figured it'd be like Quarren Texture FM, uh, <laughs> broadcasting from the Lost, uh, from DJ Securocrat. Uh, and, and it could be multiple shows and multiple could, yeah. you know, DJs yeah. and multiple yeah. types of music. And- yeah, so I've started building up like a, a, a playlist of like uh, particularly dystopian music, you know, uh, thrash metal and uh, darker sort of uh, electronic music and that kind of thing. And coming up with ideas for little segments to play in between every couple of songs. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm working on. That would be sort of like an annual RPPR thing. And that, that would be a free download that I'll put out. Uh, and, but, yeah, if you if you and like, yeah, if we get the life, if we get enough money on Kickstarter yeah. to like get some web hosting, get lifelines up as like a talk about red markets the game and yeah. then talk as your red markets character kind of forums like god we could do so we cool. could do a lot of there could be huge it. audio threads of just yeah. everybody participates and like you can have your own we could DJ stitch it all stage. together yeah yeah and that's so cool uh and i think that's really great and it's also a really great idea for like reward levels or yeah. things we release if we get so many backers mm-hmm. or thing and then there's all sorts of stuff like that um i'm thinking one of the things i might do uh for those of those people campaign playtesting like maybe put your enclave in the game yeah. so like i can't put every single character in the game but maybe your enclave is in the enclave chapter like or this we is do a radio ad about them, yeah. or we could do a radio ad about them or yeah. we could do something like that so like none of it's down we in could stone do yet but like podcasting, yeah but yeah that is that is uh that kind of stuff's great because that's where we're at in the thinking phase is yeah. like all right Let's assume it backs and hope the gods don't punish us for our hubris. Let's assume <laughs> it backs, uh, and then uh, then how do we make a fan community out of yeah. it? Because that's the next thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's where we're at now. Uh, yeah. at the emergent frustrations. Uh, if you like the idea of the radio mix, uh, please post in your, the comments any links to. Creative Commons license or available music that would work for that kind of station. Yes. Uh, so because that's what's the, the hard soundtrack part. to the loss. Yeah. What's yeah. the soundtrack to the loss? Exactly. Yeah. And because uh, I want to make this like legit, like this is like all with people who are cool with us using their stuff. Um, so don't just be like, oh, here's this top forty song, you know? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get RPPR taken down with <laughs> yeah. a with By a copyright DMCA, notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> not not what we're advocating. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. And uh, yeah, we're we'll uh, uh, hopefully uh, Springfield Games coming up next month. I'll probably do some more playtests of Ruin during that. Uh, and I'll hope I can get off so yeah. I could run some games. So. Yeah. But so um, thank you all. Uh, just to end it, thank you everyone who is playtesting. <laughs> now uh please continue to do so if you have uh you know said late you want to get it on the play test uh i i have it's been a while since i've trolled through the farmans to see who i've there's always or not one. but i will i will try and catch up yeah. uh we're just having just assume there's always we're just having a poke at you <laughs> uh and uh yeah that's that's it just thank you so much i'm so thrilled with how it's going and i really look forward to your feedback so yeah cool all right we'll talk to you guys next time bye, bye.